Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Welcome to Kenny and Colin here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Manscaped, Clean Shaven, Mark Zeno and Coley Harvey in for the fellas here this afternoon. 888-SAY-ESPN, the phone number 888-729-3776. We are brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Follow us on Twitter at Mark Zeno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O, and Coley Harvey, C-O-L-E-Y-H-A-R-V-E-Y. Coley, great to be with you, brother. Welcome in. Happy Monday to you. Oh, happy Monday to you as well, Mark. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. I'm looking forward to getting into everything that we're going to be talking about. <laughs> I said to uh, the producers of the show earlier that uh, they must be in deep trouble there if they called me off the bench <laughs> at this stage of the game. But it is summertime. Everybody's on vacation. Hope it's been a great summer for everybody. But summer in the NBA means summer league. Mm-hmm. And Victor Wimignana scoring 27 points in his second summer league game after an inauspicious 2-for-13 in his debut. You know, I, I think we're over the top everything on Wemby here. But Coley, I mean... It's always better to play good in exhibition than play bad. So from game one to game two, we see some progression. Where are you on Wemby Mania? Uh, you know, I mean, it's still very early. I mean, until he actually gets into a regular season game and starts to perform consistently the way that he did in game two the other night, uh, you know, that that's when we actually need to start taking stock of everything. But again, to your point, it's summertime. Uh, there's not much else going on other than baseball, and even baseball is not happening other than the home run derby tonight. So, uh, so this is a time for us to be uh, talking as much about summer league as possible and just kind of continuing to boost up uh, what these young players, these new, this next wave of stars are going to be doing. And I, I mean, I, I'm I'm in on Wimby for right now, but again, I really want to see what he's able to do once he's facing that real competition during the regular season and how he can perform day in and day out. What about you, Mike? Well, look, I think that we're going to make way too much of everything that he does, regardless of nothing else is going on. There's so much hype surrounding him, and it really is one of those things where uh, we are going to scrutinize everything to the nth level. And Kevin Pelton is going to join us here coming up in a little about 10 minutes. We'll talk more, more about Wembenyana and the San Antonio Spurs. Again, Wemby had 27 points, 12 rebounds, 3 blocks, 9-14 to 14 shooting in Game 2. And after saying in Game 1 that he didn't really know what he was doing out there, he said he was a lot more comfortable on the court in Game 2. You know, to me, it's just, um, it's just me, me getting comfortable with, with myself, with my body, with the, the court. Because, I, you know, before today I had like uh, two practices in one game. So uh, it's just, I was just getting going. Very short words. Now, here's the thing for me uh, when we talk about Wemby and, and whether you watch how he plays and you feel like he's adapting or not adapting. For me, Coley, this is all about what's going on between his ears. Because all this hype clearly is he's hearing it all and he's seeing it all. You get the Britney Spears drama, you know, hit me baby one more time coming in. (laughs) At least hit her one more time, one or the other. But regardless, you know, if I'm Greg Popovich, what I want to manage right now is how he's handling the day-to-day and the pressure and where his focus and where his mind are. I think that's probably paramount more than anything. The biggest thing for me is his uh, basketball 
uh, IQ, his basketball uh, preparation. Um, you know, you mentioned some of the off the court stuff, and that's something that you know the, the Britney Spears thing. It, it, we, we in the media and everyone else, the fans, we all hyped that up uh, probably yeah, that way up more. <laughs> I mean, because well, well, as everybody always said after that, who had Wimbenyama and Britney Spears in the same sentence together in the year 2023? I mean, that's just um, that's just part of of what that uh, what that is. But the thing about it is, he even said after game two the other night that you know this past month his mind wasn't really much on basketball because in addition to that incident uh you know you had the draft going on he was throwing out the first pitch at yankee stadium he was being feted all around the, the the country so to speak as this new wave star this this cultural icon international icon coming in and uh, that's all good for the nba but at the same time, he's got to focus on his game. And so the fact that he actually admitted, I haven't had a chance to focus on my game and I want to take that more seriously, I, I think that bodes really well for him. Well, and again, I think it speaks to the pressure when you talk about the game that he had game one and then he was asked if he was relieved to have a better game in game two. No, you know, it's the sh- I think the best show for the, for the fans is the, is the win. So... Uh, Obviously, it's just summer league, but um, yeah, I think I think they can see they can see us developing. They, they could they could see us developing tonight, getting better, and so yeah, it's. I think we, yeah, we give them a good show. <laughs> Again, struggling to find words. As long as he's not struggling to find the bucket, I think things will be okay for him. But I, it's just the expectations that are going to be so high for him. Look, this is a young team. Right, I think they have three players over the age of 30, Randy Bullock being one of them. But this is not a team whose expectations is high, but you're expecting Victor Wimanyama to be able to elevate and, and bring this team out of the bottom of the Western Conference. And I don't know that that's a fair expectation to have. It's not just because uh, we, we, we as a society now, we just don't give patience. We don't give players no. a time to develop. It's, and some of it is the LeBron Jamesification of all of this, right? LeBron was a fairly quick uh, star, not just on the court, but his team even getting into the playoffs and going on runs. And then, of course, the, the career that he's ended up building. And that's the same type of expectation that we're putting on. Wimbenyama and it's unfair because this is a totally different team to your point it's very young uh, this is a team that was uh, 29th in offensive efficiency this past season 30th in defensive efficiency this past season how many teams are in the league 30 so uh, that just goes to show you they got a long way to go the expectation is just that he's got to he's got to grind every night and uh, and at least get this team back to a more respectable place uh, where we know that they can be uh, underneath Popovich but uh, you know the expectation is going to be for much more than that, and that might be unfair for right now. More concerned about his physical game or his mental game? Where is your higher concern? I, it's the mental game, and I, I think, again, it goes to what he even said just yesterday, and that is the fact that he's getting to this point where he's he's realized basketball wasn't the main thing. I mean, I, I saw a report from uh, one of our former colleagues, uh, Michael Wright, the other day that said that uh, that Wimbenyama skipped out on Michael Rubin's rookie party that he has in Vegas for the rookies, and that speaks to Wimbenyama saying, "Look, man, this is the night before a game. I got to get my rest. So let me let me focus on this. I, I can party when we when we do something of consequence as a team. And that's what you want to hear your young." stars say if you're a Spurs fan but at the same time you know and, and enjoy the summertime as well you're a young guy in new country you know Vegas is a fun place I was just there a couple of days so you know enjoy your time 
I mean, I am worried physically about how he's going to hold up yeah. over the course of an NBA season. I think that that's fair. You know, I've heard a lot of people say that he needs to probably put on 10, 15, 20 pounds of muscle yeah. just to be able to, to, to deal with the NBA night in and night out. But they're clearly correlated. If he's struggling at the beginning, mentally, he's going to go in the tank. Mm. And, and how quickly can he get out of it? You know, I mean, these things have a tendency to fall apart very quickly when they go downhill, when the expectations are this high. Yeah, I, I think that that's, uh, that that's a very fair point. Um, but I, I do feel like just from what we've heard, and again, it's, we haven't heard a ton. It's just been a couple of weeks since, uh, since the draft and all that. But just from the very little bit that we're getting a taste of who Wimbenyama is right now, I, I think that he's going to be able to control who he is between his ears, so to speak. And, uh, you know, and to your point, maybe that'll translate on the floor as well. All right, let's go out to Sin City, where the Summer League is being held in Las Vegas. Joining us now, Kevin Pelton, ESPN NBA writer. Follow him on Twitter at kpelton, P-E-L-T-O-N. And he joins us here on Canty and Carlin. Mark Zeno, Coley Harvey in from Kevin. Welcome. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, bigger concern for you, as we were just discussing. What's going on between Wemby's ears or what's going to actually physically happen on the court? What is a bigger concern for you right now? I would say the biggest concern is the expectations from outside of him. I mean, you know, I think that Friday was, you know, going to be probably a bit of a letdown no matter what, but I think, you know, based on what everything, everything people had been, you know, six months here that if Wemby hadn't had like 40 points and 25 rebounds and 15 blocks in the game, it would have been a letdown compared to that sort of expectations. And I think that's the thing that's got to be managed is, you know, what we saw on Friday and, and to a lesser extent Sunday when we saw all the reasons that, he has generated this hype uh, is, you know, there he's, he's also 19. Like this idea that he's going to walk in is immediately one of the best players in the league is unrealistic. Even the, you know, Luka Doncic, who was the best player outside of the NBA, maybe the best player outside of the NBA ever to come in at age 19, wasn't his all-star as a rookie. And it's going to take a little bit of time, but you know, it's going to be well worth it because of everything he can do that we saw last night. Hey, Kevin, uh, Coley Harvey here. Uh, you know, you mentioned the time that it's going to take. How much does this experience, this summer league time, how much does that actually help a player like Wimden Yama coming into this country, into this league, uh, and having to perform with, with players in, uh, in the NBA? Yeah, I think it's a first taste of sort of NBA-style offense and that sort of thing, and, and defense and the athleticism is a step forward from, you know, what he's, experience going up against in France. I mean, he, he's also had higher level experience at times internationally. And then the, the couple of games against G League Ignite and exhibitions in, in nearby Henderson here last fall, but it's been a little bit of period of time. And, you know, even though he's played against tremendously skilled players, uh, you know, in the French league, it's just not the same level of athleticism. So I think that's going to take some adjustment in addition to the, the, the fatigue he's, he's evidently fighting through after that kind of whirlwind couple of weeks. And, Did we lose Kevin? All right. Uh, we might have lost some bad connection in Vegas. Uh, Kevin Pelton, ESPN senior uh, NBA writer here on Canty and Carlin. I may, I'll ask you this because where I was going to go next, Coley. How much does Greg Popovich at 74 going on 75 years old have the bandwidth to, for lack of a better term, be a babysitter? He's 19 years old. There's a lot of growing and maturity that he has to do across the board. I mean – I would stipulate, too, that I'm not even sure if, if Pop is there without the number one overall pick. Like, if they're picking second or third, he might have been like, okay, I've done enough. I'll go to the front office and, and float it. But he's clearly excited enough to sign a five-year deal. So 
where do you kind of put Popovich into this, this equation? Oh, that, that's a good question. I, I think we got Kevin back, so I kind of want to get Kevin back. Okay, uh, Kevin, you want to throw, take that one? To I'm kind of curious. See, see what he says. Yeah, it certainly is interesting. That extension, you know, only the day after Wemby's first game. And I think the five year length was a bit top's age. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the head coach that entire time. But in some ways, maybe it's easier for Wemanyama than uh, if you think about his French countryman. Of Greg Popovich, because he was kind of learning a 19-year-old rookie who was thrust into the starting lineup right away. I, I think this version is a little kinder and gentler. Yeah, kinder and gentler is a is a good way to 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 say it. Um, you know, you, you, we've talked about the expectation that's on him, but what is the expectation for this Spurs team from what you can gather, uh, Kevin? Yeah, I think if you look at their offseason, there was. You know, some talk about how quickly they might build up, but, you know, they've kind of stuck to the plan, uh, taking back Reggie Bullock and this deal with Dallas and Boston that swap in 2030. It's still kind of that asset accumulation mode. Uh, I think, you know, this year, the other question that we haven't talked about is how much will Wemby actually play this season? I, I certainly don't think it's going to be 82 games. I don't think it's going to be 35 minutes a night. I think they're going to ease him in from a physical standpoint, uh, you know, at this stage of his development. And then I think, you know, you take this season, get better stock of what else you have on the roster, the development of guys like Malachi Branham and Blake Wesley, who are playing alongside him in summer league, in addition to Kelton Johnson and Devin Vassell, who are, and, and Jeremy Sohan, who are kind of their young building blocks. You have a better sense of where you are in terms of competing next summer, and then also just what you need to build out this roster, what's going to make the most sense for them going forward. Mm. He is Kevin Pelton, ESPN NBA writer out in Vegas covering the Summer League. Kevin, thanks for the time. Enjoy the rest of Wemby Mania for us. Thanks for having me. Sounds like it's over in terms of Wemby Mania, but uh, still plenty of exciting (laughs) basketball to watch for sure. (laughs) You got it again. Follow him on Twitter at KPelton, P-E-L-T-O-N. You know, we spent so much time talking about Victor Wemanyana. We haven't had a word or it's kind of flying under the radar about Brandon Miller, Mm. the second overall pick who – you know, is panic the right word? He just hasn't looked good, period, uh, at any point during the summer league. You know, Victor bounced back in game two, but uh, flying under the radar here is is how poorly Brandon Miller has played in his summer league start. Yeah, I believe he had the uh, the six fouls uh, there in his first game. Um, and, and this is something that, again, it, you know, it, it takes time. And, and maybe he's expecting the competition to look better and look, you know, more than what it has been. Maybe that's part of it. Because in college, he was, uh, I mean, he was an all-world player. I, I had a chance to actually uh, cover two of his games this past season at Alabama. And, of course, the reason why I was down there was because of the incident that was off the court involving one of his former uh, teammates and you know we we know that uh, that Brandon was there to supply a, a, a weapon that that ended up um, resulting in the the tragic death of a young woman there in Tuscaloosa. That being said, uh, when it comes to his on court game, uh, this guy is smooth. You know he was smooth at the rim, finishing that way. He has a nice jump shot. Uh, he plays defense, but the problem is, uh, you know, or maybe the problem right now is just the competition that he's facing. Maybe he's just trying to <laughs> trying to get ready for the the season itself, and then that's when we're going to see it. But to your point, we have not 
uh, seen Brandon uh, show up to this point, especially not for the number two pick. You know, Wembenyama, of course, had the the struggles there in game one, but at least he uh, he has shown us something in game two. And uh, who knows, we may not even see Wembenyama play the rest of uh, the rest of the summer league. I know he mentioned playing one or two games, and it's unclear right now if he's going to play a third. So, uh, but to uh, to Brandon Miller's point, yeah, we've got to see a little bit more from him, Mike. There's so much, Coley, with these with rookies in the NBA. Like, what is the success formula for rookies to have really good seasons? I mean, a lot of it so much mm. depends on the guys around you, the coach. You know, I mean, what's the system that you're in? How much do they try to put square pegs and round holes as far as the player's game versus what they're asking them to do in the NBA? There's so many factors at play for these guys to be successful early on in their NBA careers. And I'm just, you know, I, I feel like we do this in all the sports when we watch whether it's guys getting called up into the bigs or you know NFL draft picks when they come in, how much chance are they given to succeed given where they are? And then how much is the coaching really help? Player development is something that we don't spend enough time talking about in sports because we've seen so many guys just pop, right? They get on the yeah. scene and boom, they're good, or boom, they're bad. And if they're bad, it's because, well, we got the pick wrong. Well, maybe it's because, you know, the, the, the player development part of the whole thing wasn't good, but there are some guys that are a slow burn, and that's okay, too. I mean, th- there's a lot of things in this equation. Yeah, there's a lot of things in this equation. Again, <laughs> we're just talking two games this summer league at this point, so I know. there's not a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of um, uh, evidence on tape, so to speak, when it comes to talking about Brandon Miller here, uh, or even Wimbenyama, for that matter. Uh, but, but I do like your point about player development. You're right. We don't talk about that enough, whether it's baseball, whether it's football, whether it is uh, basketball here as well. I mean, and again, just as a perfect example, Alex Smith, uh, a prime example of that in the NFL, number one overall draft that could never get it together in San Francisco. Put him in the right system with the right coach, and he's leading the team to a playoffs three years in a row. So there's, there's always that part of the equation that coaching matters and, and player development matters. It is Kenny and Colin here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Mark Zeno and Coley Harvey in for the fellows here this afternoon. You guys can join the conversation, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Coming up next, there are sins of omission and sins of commission. Which one did Pat's Farrell, Pat Fitzgerald commit, if any at all? We'll get into that after this, after Coley has this word from Indeed. If the July heat is making you sweat your staffing situation, then visit Indeed. Their end-to-end hiring solution is the number one source for hires in the U.S., according to Talent Nest. When you sponsor a job, you'll get matched instantly with candidates with whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. And you can even earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits when you conduct virtual interviews on the website. Terms and conditions apply. Get started at Indeed.com slash credit. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Bombshell report involving the Northwestern Wildcats football team involving allegations of hazing. This is just a difficult situation and it hasn't been handled well by the university. The investigation the Northwestern Commission you know, did not find sufficient evidence that Pat Fitzgerald or any of his coaches knew about what they were able to corroborate, but that obviously generated a reaction and the university president is now, as you said, reconsidering that penalty, which is essentially a two-week suspension. Welcome back to Kenny and Carr ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Mark Zeno, Coley Harvey in for the fellows this afternoon. 888-SAY-ESPN, the phone number 888-729-3776. Candy and Colin presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Coley, as you just heard there on the Sports Center update, some of the allegations against Pat Fitzgerald. And you know, I said a moment ago that there are sins of omission and sins of commission. Now, I am a military guy. Um, and I've been in the military for 24 years, and I wholeheartedly believe that you are responsible as a leader for everything that your unit does and fails to do. In this case, Pat Fitzgerald didn't commit any crimes. He just failed to stop the things that were happening. Um, and a former Northwestern player who spoke with ESPN's Adam Rittenberg, who's actually going to join us coming up in the 5 o'clock hour on the show, said he told University President Michael Schill about the hazing he experienced at Northwestern, much of his, which he said was sexualized. I think the university is trying to find a way to keep Pat Fitzgerald. As you're, again, you heard in the update, it's like, well, they didn't find sufficient evidence because you didn't look hard enough. Like that's ultimately what this boils down to. Uh, if you go looking for toxic information, you'll find it. If you're trying to avoid toxic information, you can also do that as well. And I think that's really what we're seeing here. Well, I will say, I think that the university has been looking into I mean, this is a six-month-long investigation. I will say that I'm an alma mater. I'm, this is my alma mater. I'm an alum of Northwestern University. And so uh, it really pained me to uh, have to read this story over the weekend. And shout out, first of all, to the Daily Northwestern, the student journalist at the student newspaper where I got my start in this industry. Um, they did a phenomenal job of getting as much detailed reporting as they possibly could. And granted, this is the summertime. Students aren't supposed to be uh, working quite as hard as they did. They've done a great job in the days since as well, uh, continuing to add context to this overall story. That all being said, it does it does feel, to your point, that the university has wanted to figure out how well it can hold on to Pat Fitzgerald. He is the face of this university, at least when it comes to athletics. Uh, this is a, a, a school that, when it comes to athletics, has started getting a lot more notoriety in recent uh, years. And a large part of that is because of football, because of what Fitzgerald has brought, at least on the field, 
to this program. That all being said, uh, two-week ban, two-week suspension, uh, considering everything that we just read in this uh, piece, as you mentioned, a lot of it's sexual in nature uh, when it comes to hazing and harassment. Um, there's got to be a stiffer punishment. And to Michael Schill, the university president, to his point, he did say over the weekend that he's going to reassess, look at things with the board of trustees and other uh, leaders at the school in order to see if maybe there's another punishment that needs to come. And uh, as an alum myself, I am going out on that limb and saying that I absolutely believe there needs to be a much stiffer punishment in this situation because the buck does stop with the person in charge. I mean, we have seen before uh, other examples of coaches being held accountable for things that go on within their football programs and within the university or whatever it may be, institutional control as you want to label it, um, be dismissed for stuff like this before. And there's an argument, I guess there's an argument out there, not to slight your, your alma mater there, but like it's Northwestern football. Penn State was a different <laughs> deal, right? right, right. Uh, it's Penn State football. That has a whole different. Penn State football is a whole different reputation than Northwestern football does. And I'm with you. I mean, it's hard for me to see how he survives this. You know, and, and we've seen this over and over again. It's like the crime is bad enough. You double down and make it worse when you don't just tell the truth about what you know. Right. Because now the university, more than anything, looks ridiculously foolish for trying to sweep this under the rug. I'm not going to go so far as to say they tried to cover it up, per se. But the, the lack of depth in the initial investigation, and, and like you said, they have to go back and reinvestigate it, right? But the, 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 the lack of want to really get to the bottom of this reflects poorly on the entire university, student body, president, everybody, alumni, all of it. I mean, all of you guys sort of get that little, you know, uh, smear on you. Oh, you went to Northwestern. Eh? What happened while you were there kind of deal? So it's that was that's my some of my bigger issues with it, Coley, honestly, is that you had to get the second part right. You got the first part wrong by the behavior. Get the second part right by the by the accountability of it. 100%. And, and what you just said is this is something that we've seen elsewhere before. You're absolutely right. Even just a couple of months ago, we saw this happen at New Mexico State University where their men's basketball program got embroiled right. in this scandal involving uh, allegations of sexual assault and harassment um, of players to other players on the team, to young players on that team. Uh, granted, that school also had an incident with a, a player on the basketball team who shot and killed another student out of the school. Of course, the police said it was in self-defense. But that being said, that still happened uh, as well. And, and so uh, the basketball coach, Greg Heyer, was dismissed right away. Uh, from New Mexico State. And this is just going back to February and March. So uh, the fact is, Northwestern's got to realize that this does play a lot bigger than just whatever's going on in the bubble inside of Evanston. Uh, this is uh, th- this is a, a more serious issue for college sports, college, college athletics. And um, and again, as, as alumni, other alums who I've talked to in the last couple of days, uh, people are upset. And they're upset in large part because of that stain that you just mentioned that, uh, that now... I, at least for this summer, is associated with the name of our school. Amber Wilson is the co-host of Join Amber right here on ESPN Radio. She's also an attorney. Had this to say about Northwestern and how they completely messed this up. What you have to do as a university is when these allegations are brought to your attention and you're the president of the university, you immediately launch an investigation, which happened here. And then you allow the investigation to conclude before you make a decision about what you do with the head coach of the program. If you've determined that there was, in fact, no hazing, then there's no reason 
to institute some sort of harsh penalty here. But this back and forth wishy-washy that we're getting now from the university is a problem. This has been completely handled terribly by Northwestern. They needed to have all their ducks in a row and do this by the book before they ever issued a true suspension here to Coach Fitzgerald. You could have just said he's indefinitely suspended for right now during the pendency of this investigation and taken your time with it. It doesn't feel like that's what's happened here. And now, like you said, a bleep storm. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You know what the thing is, Coley, that's really frustrating is that it's like, None of these PR departments and these PR firms that work for these major companies and everything else, they don't follow the, the playbook that is the right one. And Amber, just detail. It's really easy. You were here by suspended until further, turn, further notice until we come to the outcome of the investigation. Don't report to school. Don't show up on campus. Can't, don't talk to any football. Just get out of Dodge. Don't call us. We'll call you kind of deal. And then yet yeah, you hash the whole thing out. Like really, and that's the way, that is the easiest way to handle all of this stuff. Because in reality, you can shoot first and ask questions later, right? Like, let's just do that. We'll figure everything out after the fact. But the idea of taking that action first should have been an easy easy sort of first step go-to. And I think one of the problems in this situation is the fact the university president, Michael Schill, was just brought on. I mean, he's only been on the job for about three months. I think that's having some impact here. He's he's trying to be careful with the university. He's trying to protect the quote unquote brand, protect one of its ambassadors in Pat Fitzgerald. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, she is absolutely right. Amber's point is absolutely right. You have to be clear, sure and final with whatever your decision is, and you have to stick by it. That's the other problem with this, is the fact that there is this wishy-washy, oh, well, we're going to go back and look now. That adds to the, uh, to, the, to the layers of problems here. Speaking of shooting first and asking questions later, that seems to be the case of what happened at West Virginia University. Does Bob Huggins have a case to get his job back? We'll discuss that next. Mark Zeno, Coley Arvey, in for Canty and calling here ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Back with more right after this. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And Carlin, the podcast. ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. It's Kenny and Carlin. 
presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, the phone number 888-729-3776. Mark Zeno, Coley Harvey with you guys in for the fellas here on this Monday. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mark Zeno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Coley Harvey, at Coley Harvey, C-O-L-E-Y-H-A-R-V-E-Y. Coming up, uh, we will have my top five quarterback list, which, Coley, I found Mm -hmm. out. Is apparently getting a little run by some of the bigger names here at the network. Uh, I, uh, you know, maybe it's just, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, like Rudy hitting the big guy in practice here, you know, making a little bit of a name myself, you know, like, hey, I'm the defensive end for Purdue. You better block me kind of deal. So uh, I will give you my top five quarterback list, which if you have not heard yet either. So uh, you could you could feel free to be on the side of those people or the right side, which is where I, I am. I don't know. So I've heard two that. of the names on that list in uh, in a particular order. I don't know, man. I you, you, you might have some conversation on that one. Coley, leave no <laughs> man behind, man. We're in a foxhole together. You don't walk all right, out. All right, all right, I'll hold on. I'll hold on. I'll stay with Seriously, you. Seriously, bro. I mean, come on. Don't <laughs> let me hang in here. All right, we got a lot to get to here. Uh, that's coming up next hour on my list, but. Former UV, West, UVA, former West Virginia coach, WVU coach Bob Huggins, says he never resigned. You know, it's crazy the dichotomy. We're talking about Northwestern doing everything possible to hold on to their coach, and now West Virginia doing everything possible to keep their old coach out. Weeks after announcing his resignation following a DUI arrest, uh, Huggins claims the former Virginia men's basketball coach never formally resigned and that he's going to sue the university if he's not immediately reinstated. Now, the university had made the announcement last month that Josh Eilert is the interim coach, and they're saying they will not reinstate Huggins and will defend themselves against spurious allegations. According to documents released by the university, however, Huggins' legal team sent a letter to Gordon G., WVU's president, on Friday stating Huggins never officially resigned. The letter said that Huggins entered rehab after his arrest and intends to return to his, his post, his job, when he completes the rehab program. So, um, I would tell you, uh, you know, all evidence to the contrary, Your Honor, that my client, you know, deserves to have this job after having a blood alcohol content like nearly three times the legal limit and making xenophobic comments uh, and homophobic comments uh, about a month before that. Like, this is not exactly the model citizen here, Coley. So, uh, is Bob Huggins in a money grab spot here? Does it feel that way, or is there something more legitimate here? Well, anytime you mention the word lawsuit and suing people, it does feel like a money grab. And and I will say, based on some of the reporting that I have seen the last day or so on this story, it, it also feels like there might be some infighting on his legal team. Not all the legal team sounds like they're fully on board with <laughs> this decision to possibly sue. So is this coming from Bob Huggins? Is this coming from one of his attorneys? That's the the real question at the end of the day but um it you know this is, this is really bizarre because he did tell the university through an email from his wife uh about a month or so ago that he was going to resign that he was going to to end this on decent terms and um and that's clearly not what he's saying right now Th- this is why it's so confusing i just really want maybe to he was sure. drunk when he sent the email. <laughs> oh <knows>? god <laughs> oh well, <laughs> you know, the things we do when we've had a couple yeah i mean here, here's what here's what the uh, the email said it said quote Please accept this correspondence as my formal notice of resignation as WVU head basketball coach and as notice of my retirement from West Virginia University effective immediately. Now, the university put that out over the weekend, and again, it came from an account belonging to his wife, June. So, um, you know, but it also says me. It says my. (laughs) Maybe his wife was drunk and playing games. You know, you never know. The bottle's been hit there. Um, It's interesting to know that that. Huggins has been at you know West Virginia for a long time, and, and he's had a good measure of success there uh, in, in his time there. But in all this legalese here, 
According to Amber Wilson, again, co-host of Joe and Amber, who is also an attorney, she says Huggins is legally correct. If, in fact, there is no correspondence from Huggins himself, and it's only coming from accounts of his wife, then I can see from a legal perspective (laughs) the problem with the university (laughs) acting like Huggins terminated an employment agreement, which is a written contract, which I would imagine has language that says the contract can only be terminated if, in fact, it is terminated in writing. So from a legal perspective, I absolutely understand what's happening here. There's no way Bob Huggins ends up coming out of this looking okay. But again, from a legal perspective, perspective i actually don't think this is as crazy as most people think well and i think the other part of this coley too is that not not a lawyer here but resign means i don't have to pay you fired means i could have to pay you depending on what the contract says that's why i asked if it's a money grabber because if he gets fired he still gets the money depending on how the contract is written most likely he does but if he resigned it's like okay you walked away we don't got to pay you anything anymore, and that could be the difference, right? Yeah, I, I would, I would imagine so. And I mean, and, and again, her point is absolutely valid. I, and I, that was the funny thing is, I'm as I'm reading this statement from the the wife's email, I, I kept thinking in my head, it was technically it's not him, it's not him, he's not the one that's saying that. And that's surely what at least this one attorney is going to uh, to to say. We'll we'll see. Again, I it, it sounds as if. Other people on his legal team have still been communicating with the school as if he has resigned. And that's another part of the issue here is whose whose side is he really on? Um, You know, it it might be a while before we actually uh, figure that all out. Myron Medcalf, ESPN college reporter, uh, told ESPN Radio Mornings that the Huggins won't get another job or be honored by West Virginia ever after this. Oh, he won't get another job. It's not just that he won't get another job in college basketball. He won't. But I don't think he'll be honored at West Virginia. I think that's what this ruins. Like, there's no world down the road where it's like, okay, let's bring Huggins back. Let's all say, hey, yes, he made some mistakes. We're still going to have a ceremony and honor him and do what we normally do for people in this position. I think that relationship is over. I think that divorce is about to get really, really messy. And I just don't think it had to be this way. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it probably didn't have to be this way. But again, I'm not sure what the end game is for Huggins. Does he want his job back? Does he want to be on the sidelines coaching again? Because, you know, that really is what this really entails. It's, it's, if it's a money grab, sure, make it about a money grab and just come to a settlement and get out of Dodge, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure West Virginia would gladly just make this go away for the right number. But yeah. if he wants to be back on the sidelines again, that tends to be – a whole different conversation here. Quick question for you. Based on what Myron said, do you think that he's honored at Cincinnati? Uh, mm. Probably. Oh, I mean, <laughs> it was a Cincinnati radio station that he had all those <laughs> comments on. So maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Coming up next, I'm going to rank my top five NFL quarterbacks, much to the chagrin of many people. <laughs> At ESPN Radio. It's Kenny and Colin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.